Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, I talk about the Hawks' 114-125 loss to the San Antonio Spurs. I can confidently tell you that the Hawks' third unit is better than the Spurs' third unit, but unfortunately, that is the only highlight I can give you from this game against the Spurs. Without further ado, let's get into it. Before getting into the Spurs game, I wanted to talk about the last two-minute report that came out for the Dallas game. Uh, At the end of that game, it looked like Trey Young had gotten run over, setting a screen on Willie Colley-Stein, and the last two-minute report came out and said that it was a correct no call, that Trey wasn't fouled, and then also um, Trey Young was fined $20,000 for going after the ref at the end of the game after he got knocked down and time ran out. He really went after one of the officials. Uh, pointing his finger at him and really giving it to him at the end of the game. So that was a pretty brutal way to lose the Dallas game. And I think that fourth quarter really carried over into the first couple quarters of the game against the Spurs. And um, in in his interview with the reporters after the game, I thought Lloyd Pierce did a really good job discussing just how the last four quarters that the starters have played have not been very good defensively. I will link that um, conversation in the description of this podcast. But uh, the Hawks got off to a pretty good start against the Spurs, and Trey Young especially got off to a good start, scoring 15 points in the first quarter. He was hitting his threes, and it looks like it, we were going to get a prime Trey Young game. Um, the Spurs answered every time that the Hawks uh, made a little bit of a run. The Hawks got it down to as few as two points in the first quarter, but uh, the Spurs had an answer for everything. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had an awesome first quarter of 14 points. He really helmed the Spurs kind of getting to the free throw line and hitting those mid-range shots. Um, DeMar DeRozan ended the game with 23 points. He didn't have to play a lot of minutes, and a lot of he took no three-pointers. He was 7-11 from the field, 9 of 10 from the free throw line for 23 points, six rebounds. He had eight assists. He's become quite a passer in San Antonio, and DeMar DeRozan just really kind of was the bellwether for the Spurs, was getting into the mid-range whenever he wanted to. The Hawks were really kind of thrown off. I thought they were giving up a lot of mid-range shots, and it may be what their defense wants to do, but the Spurs were knocking them all down. And um, despite that really nice first quarter by Trey Young, the Hawks found themselves down 29-36. to And the second quarter was just a disaster. The Hawks got outscored 41-19 to in the second quarter, and what really was the turning point was the Hawks got this lead down to three. Trey was getting a little bit of a break at the beginning of the second quarter, and Patty Mills came in. He hit one just deep three-pointer, nailed a three. The Hawks went down, did not score, and then the Spurs came down. Patty Mills had the ball at the top of the key, dribbled in, dribbled out to the three-point line, and hit another three. The lead was nine, and the Spurs never looked back. The Spurs really couldn't miss in this game. Um, they were able to get to whatever they want, um, whether it was three-pointers, which the Spurs don't shoot a lot of, or in the mid-range, and the Hawks had no answer. The Hawks' offense wasn't doing anything. Um, and it really, after that just explosion of a second quarter, there was not a lot to talk about for the Hawks. And, in fact, the Hawks got down by as many as 42 points in this game. And in the third quarter, Lloyd Pierce just pulled the starters and pulled put in some of the uh, reserves on the bench. And we got to see some extended look of guys like Bruno Fernando, who haven't gotten a lot of run, Skyler Mays got his first extended amount of run. Um, 
we just got to see a lot of guys who haven't had a lot of time. Obviously, Aniko Okongwu is part of that group as well. Um, and they put on a strong show in the fourth quarter. The Hawks outscored the, the Spurs 42-15, to um, and the Hawks still lost by 11. It's amazing that that 11-point loss doesn't really even show how how badly the Hawks got beat in this game. But there was just really no energy from the start. And from my eyes, it's just the Hawks don't really have a sound second unit or um, go-to playmaker when Trey's off the court. Trey's playing a lot of minutes. He's just generally playing the entire first quarter now. The Hawks didn't have Rajon Rondo. um, And Goodwin has not been able to fill in and do anything. And then also it feels like Clint Capella – who actually had a pretty nice game. Clint Capella was uh, had 14 points and was able to kind of get his numbers up. He had a really nice block on DeMar DeRozan. But other than that, he just doesn't look like the same. He has His hand, I think, has a little bit of an injury. Obviously, all guys in the NBA have nicks and some small injuries. But Clint Capella has just not looked like the same guy. And the Hawks just really looked out of sync. And um, part of that... Uh, interview at the post game with coach Lloyd Pierce he just talks about wanting you know the Spurs the Hawks did not make the Spurs feel them on defense and that that's really a great way of putting it It just never looked like the the Spurs were um, made to feel uncomfortable on the offensive side of the ball Um, and it just allowed a just barrage of shots to really doom the Hawks Um, outside of Trey Young Skylar Mays was the only Hawk who really had any Highlights, Skylar Mays um, was 7 of 10 from the field, 4 of 5 from three-point land. He hit both of his free throws. He had 20 points, a rebound, three assists, and a steal. And it was really nice to see Skylar get going. Skylar's gotten into a few games, um, and he had scored from the free-throw line, but he hadn't hit any of his shots from the field yet. And he came in, and he actually nailed his first three-pointer, and it was awesome to get to see Skylar hit that shot and really get going. And um, Lloyd Pierce let his third unit really run from the end of the third quarter all the way through the fourth quarter, and I thought Skylar Mays really did a good job. He had a monster dunk. The Hawks were really scrambling and had that massive fourth quarter um, enough times where Coach Popovich of the Spurs called a few timeouts to try to stop that. But um, the Hawks put a little pressure on the Spurs bringing the ball up and were able to force a turnover, and Skylar went in. And Lonnie Walker, who is a high jumper as well, kind of went up to challenge Skylar Mays on the dunk, and then he made a business decision and didn't really go all the way through. And Skylar threw down the dunk. He let out a massive roar. Generally, when you're down by double digits, it's kind of frowned upon to be like showing out after a big dunk. But I think that third unit for the Hawks really deserved a little bit of shine for how well they played, and especially Skylar for you know finally breaking through at the NBA level. It was good to see him kind of have his moment, like Nathan Knight did earlier this season against the Grizzlies. Nathan Knight also got in. He didn't quite have the same spark as he did that night against the Grizzlies, but he was um, full of energy as usual. I think one play that really uh, epitomized that for me was um, he shot a three-pointer, and immediately, generally these guys shoot the three and kind of stand there and watch it. He knew it was short immediately, followed his own shot, and got the ball, got the rebound off that. Um, He's just a ball of energy, and I kind of would like to see him get a few more minutes just as a backup big. Um, Aneka Kongwu is still figuring his way in the game, and I thought played a little bit better and with a little bit more force. After the game, Trey Young was talking about seeing Skylar Mays 
play so well, and he was just so excited. He he said he loves seeing these young guys play aggressive, and I thought that was a little bit of talking to Oneki Okongwu as well, because you see a little bit of hesitancy with Okongwu on the court, um, but he got it going, especially when the third units were battling. He had some rebounds and a, li- a nice little jump hook that he made, but uh, that third unit really did a nice job of making this game respectable at least and also getting to have these guys who don't get any run or really don't get any time to play in the big games get an extended amount of run and build some confidence so that was good to see the Spurs had seven players in double digits it seemed like anyone who had the ball was putting it in the hoop and there was not a lot the Hawks could do to stop it Um, the Hawks didn't do themselves any favors Uh, they shot the ball pretty poorly um the Hawks shot 43% from the field and 34% from three. Again, some of those threes coming in the fourth quarter when we, the Hawks actually were rolling pretty well. Um, the Hawks had 22 assists. They had been doing a much better job of getting assists, uh, touching 30. The high 20s are 30, and for them to only have 22 assists was kind of a, a disappointment and a regression. The Hawks did have 10 steals, a lot of that coming in garbage time, and the bench of the Hawks outscored the San Antonio Spurs bench 55-41. to Again, just a lot of run time for the Hawks' third unit who took advantage of that, um, and not a lot of those points coming when the game was in doubt. Um, there were no lead changes in this game. The biggest lead was 42 points. It was just a brutal game to watch, and Um, especially with Trey getting out to such a fast start. It it was extremely disappointing for the Hawks to come back and sort of lay an egg against the Spurs. And the Hawks don't get any time to think about this game or or really worry about what went wrong. They have a game tonight against the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers are struggling as well, and so these are two teams that are really trying to figure out where they're going to be in the Eastern Conference standings that are trying to find a way to get a win. The Hawks are really missing – their depth right now, I think this where Trey has to play so many minutes because the backup point guard is not available or there's not a real uh, second ball handler for the team to go to. I think the Hawks are really missing Bogdan Bogdanovich, really missing uh, DeAndre Hunter. It's just, and especially, I mean, Rondo's out as well. And so all this depth that the Hawks had, especially in the offseason coming off the bench, is just not there. And it's putting a lot of the weight on Trey Young and um, Trey has been out there and been putting himself in position to to play all these minutes, but I think it would help him a lot if he got a little bit of rest and he was able to trust that when he's off the court, the Hawks are able to uh, stretch leads or maintain leads at the very least. But really brutal loss, like really nothing to look back on. If, if you ever want to look at this game, just go to the fourth quarter and watch the second unit. There's no reason to go back and look at anything other in this game. And uh, just the Hawks have just got to move on and and really find a way to get wins when they're down two of their really big rotation players in Bogdan Bogdanovich and DeAndre Hunter. Um, unfortunately, the Hawks haven't. You know, Cam Reddish has just not uh, progressed. He I thought he did all right this game. He only took two three pointers and was really attacking the basket. Um, but he might need to just like come off the bench and find his rhythm there because it's just not working as it is right now but brutal loss the Spurs came in and took care of business you know anytime you lose by double digits it sinks and then when that doesn't even really reflect how poorly you played it's even worse but 
Uh, the Hawks, as Coach Pierce said after the game, the Hawks have 11 games in 18 days before the All-Star break, so it's going to be a real sprint to the finish. Three of those games are against the Boston Celtics, so the Hawks have a tough stretch coming up, and uh, we're about to really see what the Hawks are. I think, you know, hopefully this will be the low point of the season, and we it'll be all up on the, the rest of the way, but we will talk about the Pacers game tomorrow. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me with any questions at kettlecast at gmail.com. And if you could leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that's a huge help to me in the KettleCast. Go Hawks!